Micah 4.4. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to Micah 4.4 and hold on to it for a moment. There it says, but everybody shall sit under his own vine and under his fig tree, and no one shall make them afraid, for the mouth of the Lord of hosts has spoken. Heavenly Father, speak to us. Give us your vision, encouragement, wisdom. Through Christ I pray. Amen. There's a story, maybe apocryphal, I don't know, about an art teacher who was telling, who told a time that he was taking a group of college students on a tour through the great cathedrals in Europe. They were looking at all the great paintings, for instance, and 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 um, uh, sculptures and all the great art there from the ancient times, from the Middle uh, Ages. After visiting several cathedrals, several of the students unschooled in Christian history asked, why are there so many pictures featuring a woman and a baby? The teacher was incredulous. How is it that these modern students with superior education don't recognize pictures of Mary and the baby Jesus? Now, the point of this story is that our culture, increasingly secular, has become increasingly ignorant, not just of the Bible, but of those things that influenced Western civilization, along with the motivations of the people who've been leading. Whenever I read American history, uh, for instance, I've just finished reading a book about um, Patrick Henry, the great, you know, Virginian, first governor of Virginia, um, it's just amazing. I'm always amazed at not just how much, how well they knew scripture, how often they spoke scripture, but the depth of their knowledge of scripture. I mean, they knew scripture so well that often they quoted it or paraphrased it without giving attribution. It was just part of their language. Now, people today often don't recognize the influence that the Bible had on our founders because they are biblically illiterate and don't recognize, aren't, aren't, aren't educated enough to recognize the biblical attribution that ought to be given to those phrases that are, that are, that are spoken. If you don't know the Bible very well, those Bible quotes will get missed and the biblical motivations dismissed. The result is we miss the lessons that those previous generations tried to pass down to us the biblical lessons and principles they tried to pass down to us. One example of that is Micah 4.4. But everybody shall sit under his own vine and under his fig tree. No one shall make them afraid for the mouth of the Lord of hosts has spoken. Now, I'm a preacher and that passage exposes my ignorance of the Bible. See, that verse, Micah 4.4, was often quoted by our first president, George Washington, as we start the new year. I think it's a good one to meditate on. Under their own fine and fig tree is a quote from Old Testament scripture. It's found in three places, 1 Kings 4.25, Zechariah 3.10, and then Micah 4.4, which, from which we just read. Now, like I said, as a pastor, I kind of feel a little bit guilty. I don't quote that passage. I've never quoted that passage before. I've never 
preached a sermon on it before. And yet George Washington used that phrase multiple times in correspondence throughout life. It was just kind of the phrases, one of the phrases that he used. In fact, somebody said they can find it quoted by Washington almost 50 times. Three of the passages, um, it's most likely coming from Micah 4.4. I've read that Egyptian tomb paintings, Assyrian reliefs, as well as biblical writers commonly used that phrase, sitting under one's vine and fig tree, to refer to people who are... Um, who are being benefited from the fruit of their own labor. They're not being interfered with by government powers or foreign powers. They're able to cultivate the land which their gods have, or God has given them. The vine and fig provides shade as well as Fruit. So the image here of finding shade under your own fig tree and vine is one of prosperity and peace. Since each one took, since, since it would take several years for the vine and the fig to become that fruitful, the metaphor carries it with it the idea that people have worked hard for several years to cultivate peace to bring themselves to a place where they can rest because they've worked hard. The most common quote of Washington using this phrase comes from a letter that he wrote to a Hebrew con congregation in Newport, Rhode Island. In that letter, Washington wrote, May the children of the stock of Abraham who dwell in this land continue to merit and enjoy the goodwill of other inhabitants while Everyone shall sit in safety under his own vine and fig tree, and there shall be none to make him afraid. What a great image. The picture of people living in peace, unafraid, because they are benefiting from the fruit of their own labor, not being dependent on others, not being controlled by others, not being oppressed by others. Now the prophet Micah here writes these words, that's not the situation in Israel. In Micah's day, the Assyrian empire is on a rampage. In fact, as Micah opens his book, he, he predicts the fall of the northern kingdom of Israel to the invading armies of the Assyrians. By Micah 4, however, his tone changes. He sees a time when Jesus will come when Jesus will come and conquer sin, he'll conquer death and bring lasting peace to his people. Again, it's in that context that Micah predicts, they shall beat their swords into plowshares, their spears into pruning hooks. This is Micah 4.3. Nation shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war anymore. But everyone shall sit under his vine and under his fig tree, and no one shall make them afraid, for the mouth of the Lord of hosts has spoken. For all people walk, each, in the name of his God. But we will walk in the name of the Lord, our God, forever and ever. In other words, other people trust false gods, and they don't have peace. We trust in the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the real God, and we have peace forever and ever. 
Micah's message here is clear. Right now, the people of God are at war because of their disobedience. But there's coming a day when the Messiah will come and the Lord will return and he'll bring peace. Again, verse five, for all the people walk in the name of his God, but we will walk in the name of the Lord, our God. Now, when George Washington quotes Micah 4, 4, his vision wasn't for a time of peace alone, but a time of freedom because each person is taking responsibility for his own life. That's why Washington emphasizes, while we shall sit under his own, he says, his own fig vine and fig tree. Appreciate, this is not a picture of peace and prosperity like many people have today. The peace and prosperity that comes from being dependent on others. A peace or that comes because the government has provided everybody enough food and housing and health healthcare and guaranteed income. It's the picture of each person sitting under his own vine and fig tree because they are free, dependent on God, blessed by God, because through faithfulness and hard labor, God has provided for them a vine and a fig tree. 2 Corinthians 3, 17 says, Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Galatians 5, 1 says, for, for freedom, Christ has set us free. Therefore, stand firm and do not submit again to the yoke of slavery. Well, Washington calls us to that freedom that comes in Christ. He does it by hearkening back to a passage that my guess is most of us, while we may have read, have never really appreciated in a way that we just quote naturally. Oh, that God would make us that kind of people again, that we would know the Bible as they did, better than they did, quote the Bible and bless future nations, future um, generations as we have been blessed by then by them. A couple of book recommendations um, that I might suggest um, if you're more interested in more of this. Um, Oz Guinness has a great book called Last Call for Liberty, which is a, a, a great book. He has another book I'm reading right now called um, The Magna Carta for Humanity. Um, tremendous book uh, talking about our present situation and, um, and, and, and how God has called us to freedom and then Eric Metaxas has written a book called uh, The Letter to the Church, uh, to the American Church, which actually was inspired by, um, by uh, Guinness's book, The Last Call for Liberty. <sighs> Let's pray. Heavenly Father, um, I thank you for your word that is living and active. Um, I thank you for those who've gone before us who knew it well and just thought biblically and so lived in trying to apply it the best that they could. Lord, make us that generation now. Help us to have confidence in you and confidence in your word, knowledge of you, knowledge of your word, and be a blessing to future generations. Through Christ we pray. Amen. Thanks for joining.